Welcome to Distilled the Bourbon Podcast, where we drink bourbon and sit around and talk about it. I'm Brent. I'm here with my co-hosts, Brian and Chuck. Fellas, it's good to see you again today. Good great to be in you. Yeah, great what to be we, in the turret. What are we drinking today? Well, I brought some RD1. Um, Mark Stoops. Brand. Mark Stoops, yes, out of Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, University of Kentucky football coach. Correct. Uh, I tried this at the Bourbon Festival and absolutely fell in love with it. Probably the most unique bourbon I've ever tried. Very different. Even wow. the nose of it is very unique. So I'm curious to see what you guys think about it. Okay. Well, we're going to try that one. I also brought your Green River Distillery single barrel pick. Uh, I've heard great things about it. When we last talked to Karen with a C, she gave us a little taste of what was going to be released as a single barrels. And man, that was a good stuff. You're pretty happy with it. I'm your very happy. And uh, it's very good because I picked it. Uh, no, you picked kidding. it okay actually all all the uh the single barrels that we went through at green river it was so difficult to choose one because they were all just amazing that's uh, a good day yeah, it's a very good day <laughs> um and normally that's not the case but uh with green river it definitely was yeah so uh i'm glad i got a couple of bottles i went i think the day after you released it and there was like a case and a half left. Yeah, so i yeah. imagine you're probably out by now yeah pretty close if not out Sure. You're going to do another one sometime. In we the will. Uh, they only released 100 barrels this year, so it's looking like next year uh, we'll probably get get at least one, hopefully two. I'll have to I'll have to nudge Karen uh, at Green River and hopefully secure two of them there for next go. year. Karen, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> uh, we love you, by the way. So, Kentucky Bourbon Festival. You guys went. What did you think? Was it a good time? Was it worth uh, worth getting out there? It, it was a good time. It, it was my first time. I think you've been my, before. No, that was my first time as well. Okay. Yeah. So this is an event that is 10 years old or maybe 15. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. I think it kind of started as a local event. Now it's become, uh, it's, it's a paid event. It's, it's rather pricey. It was $175 for basic admission. Limited tickets too, right? Uh, yes. They sold out. Everything sold out. They, they So uh, I think in 2022, admission was $125. Uh, so a mutual friend of ours told me this year was $175. That sounds like a lot, but you can visit 50 distillery booths and sample from among 150 bourbons, small little samples. Um, but uh, that's, uh, you can consume a lot. It's definitely a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely, within about the first hour uh, of my Saturday, I said, okay, we're just going to slow down here a little bit. Let's go look at some of the merchandise. Uh, <laughs> exactly. and, and let's, uh, now, that said, uh, I, I saw nobody who appeared to be overserved. No. Uh, I heard of uh, sightings uh, from uh, a year ago, but uh, everyone was very cool, very laid back, kind of nice and kind of a shady. It's not exactly a park, but maybe it's on the campus of, I I'm not exactly even sure what it is, but it's right next to downtown Bardstown. To say right next to downtown Bardstown, for all intents and purposes, it's in downtown Bardstown, <laughs> uh, but about a block off the square. So you stayed in town or close by, I suppose? Yeah, we, we did. We, we got uh, hotel reservations a year in advance. Uh, my wife didn't tell me what the hotel price is and I haven't pressed her on it, but, uh, it's so <laughs> she's it, a very smart woman. It's it, so it, it's all good, but, yeah. uh, wonderful event. Uh, like I said, 50 distilleries. Uh, I, 
I didn't necessarily know people uh, from distilleries that I had visited before, but I at least remembered the experiences and could ask questions. Uh, for example, uh, uh, Bluegrass Distilling, which has been in near downtown Lexington, uh, is preparing to move to a, a new beautiful campus in Midway, Kentucky, right off Interstate 64. So I was able to get a, a little bit of an update about when that's going to happen. Apparently, late 2023, tours prop, probably going to wait a little while before they do tours. They want to get you know their operation running smooth, maybe by 2024 it'll be open for tours uh so many distilleries that i'm, I'm fond of and, and got to sample uh visited a few booths of distilleries whose product maybe the first time i tried it i didn't care about that much and tried it a second time and found it was pretty good yeah. um what about you brian well you covered most of it one of the, one of the things i will say is some of the bourbon uh tycoons that were there you know you had fred and freddie yeah. uh of course you have karen uh there's just a bunch of people there you know brent elliott um i bought one of the um Sampler packs that has the 10 different different yeast strands. Yep. Uh, so I bought that and had, had him sign it. And of course, he's from Owensboro. So we had a small connection there talking about uh, Henderson and his dad's from Morganfield. So I thought that was really cool. And just all the people that I spoke to, you know, waiting in line or just anybody in general uh, in the bourbon industry or bourbon enthusiasts, they were all just so kind and uh, so willing to tell you about uh, other bourbons and things to try, things to do in the area. So it was overall a great time and I'll definitely be going back. Uh, our friend Tim was real excited to get two bottles signed by Fred No and his son Freddie No. Yes. He was on cloud yeah. nine about yep. that. It's like a ten year old on Christmas Day. Uh, one of the things they do, they they have some premium events. They have to do with things like oh, cocktail tips or maybe uh, food pairings. Uh, uh, that it, it, they're quite expensive. They sold out. I I didn't attend any of them, but they have. Uh, the regular admission includes uh, at thirty minutes uh, past the hour. They have a, a half hour. Uh, session with somebody and I got to uh, listen to a, a 30 minute session with the master distillers from uh, four roses from 1792 Barton 1792 and from uh, well Freddie no from uh, from uh, James Beam uh, and it was cool it was a, a moderated segment it was you know interesting to hear these guys talk about where the industry is going and what, what's going on with them and just the camaraderie between these guys is cool too I was gonna ask what are the trends single barrels uh Blends, uh, pricier finished products, mm -hmm. uh, blended products. Uh, I, I mentioned in a, a different uh, podcast that at one point, uh, Brent Elliott from Four Roses uh, looked over at uh, at Freddie No from Jim Beam and thanked uh, uh, Freddie and, and his dad for what they had done to make uh, blending uh, not a, a dirty word in bourbon again. It really opens yeah. up some, some possibilities. Blending, blending is cool again. It, it sure can be, and I've had some wonderful blended products now. Not not the old, you know cut with with white liquor blending but uh finding bourbons uh, and whiskeys that just complement each other uh so that's cool and that was that was that was a big thing yeah so uh were there uh discussion topics beyond uh taste were there economic discussions like what's happening in the industry is it growing is it shrinking are people buying more expensive bourbons are they buying cheaper bourbons uh, anything like that going on? The talks I heard, there wasn't much discussion about the economics of, of the business side. It was more of uh, trends and what's coming out. Um, consumer, consumer, consumer theme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what are you looking forward to? What, what did you learn that you didn't know uh, is going to happen in the next couple of years? 
Uh, well, one of my discoveries was EJ Curley, which is the subject of another one of our podcasts, uh, something that just came out of nowhere for me. And I was very impressed with uh, both their, their, their backstory, uh, love their product, and uh, to, to find a, a small batch bourbon of that quality for $49.95, uh, it's, that's, it's kind of a revelation. It's, that's cool stuff. Yeah, we just tried that uh, uh, in, in our last recording session, and man, was it good? And how much was how much is that uh, price point? Forty nine ninety five. Yeah, fifty for, bucks for seven fifty. For seven fifty of a fantastic product that you're going to be able to uh, drink straight, neat, or make a cocktail with. And you've tried all three ways. And, I have, uh, and an amazing history. So you have to listen to that podcast episode uh, to hear about this guy that I had no clue. Another E.H. Taylor, maybe even even more uh, successful than uh, E.H. Taylor. He, he died a whole lot richer than E.H. Taylor did. Yeah. Uh, so just a fascinating backstory that I, I, I did not expect. Um, really, I think for me, it, it was just the how what a chill event it is. It, it, yeah. it takes place the same weekend as Bourbon and Beyond in Louisville, which is really a big rock jam yeah. fest. And it's, it, I don't know, 70,000 people or something like that. And certainly bourbon is served. And I imagine it probably gets thrown back pretty good too. This is much more of a, of a sampling event. So for your little price of admission, they give you a, a small Glencairn glass. And my expectation would be that's what would, would be my sample glass for the weekend. By the way, that 175 got you uh, noon to six on Friday, noon to six on Saturday and noon to three or four o'clock on Sunday. I think you had maybe a VIP pass and you got to go on Thursday. No. So you paid extra. Uh, okay. I didn't get VIP because I knew we wouldn't both stay the entire time. Okay. Uh, but if you paid extra, uh, I, I'd have to ask my wife what we paid. Uh, then you get access on Thursday as well. Our wives are not disclosing a lot. of. They're not. <laughs> they're not. So we'll see if uh, she allows me to go back next year. Well, I I, I guess everything's good because yeah, everything's they're, good. They're yeah. not setting off alarm. Right. You're, yeah. You're not telling us very much about yeah. what something costs. So if you want to go, I guess now's the time to plan for next year. Uh, I'd be making your, your, your yeah. You want to find a lodge accommodations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Otherwise you'll be staying in uh, Louisville or Elizabethtown, yeah. uh, which is a pretty good commute after drinking bourbon. Any idea when the tickets for the actual festival go on sale? Springtime. Springtime, April, May time frame. Okay. Uh, of all things, um, I bought my tickets in May. We were on our way to a, a, a trip. We were uh, flying and uh, it was on one of those rare commercial flights where there was free Wi-Fi available. And my wife looked at her phone and she had a calendar reminder about when Kentucky bourbon festival tickets would go on sale. And, and mid flight, she says, Oh, Hey, bourbon festival tickets are on sale. I already knew we had free Wi-Fi available. So I said, I'm going to buy them in midair. <laughs> <laughs> so within probably 20 minutes of when uh, tickets went on sale, I, I bought mine. I, they might sell out in days, weeks. Day, yeah. I think the VIP passes, well, I looked the at the first those day, they were gone. They, they sold out pretty quick. Yeah. And I would say if you're wanting to go, go on to their website, uh, follow them, put your email in there, and they'll give you updates as far as when the tickets will go on sale. Okay. So that's what that's what I did, and I'm sure that's what Donna did to get the, the reminder. To, for so sure. you guys would go back. For sure, yes. Uh, for sure. I, I think we have yeah. a conflict next year. Uh, I'd like to go back. So I, I said it's a sellout, but it this is not tens of thousands of people. There are hundreds, maybe there's thousands, but it's spread out over several acres. They have a very nice food court area. Uh, I'm, I'm told they really expanded that area and made it much more comfortable. Probably 10 food trucks to choose from. 
Uh, plus, you have a wristband, so you can go in and out when you when you want to. Yeah. Uh, as I said, it, it's shady. The weather this year was fabulous. You just couldn't ask for a, a better September afternoon. Um, but it's just really the 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 distilleries and the merchandise vendors seem to be glad to be there. Uh, by and large, you know, uh, you know, like to, uh, to chat with you. Um, uh, met some people. Uh, I actually sat down uh, at a, a table with uh, some people who had a couple of uh, empty seats. Uh, they turned out to be from Maryland. Uh, one of the guys was a pilot, so he flew into the Bardstown Airport, and they had booked some kind. I think it might have been an Airbnb, uh, a duplex, probably, possibly. And the owners didn't uh, realize that it was uh, when the Kentucky Bourbon Festival was going to be. <laughs> so they got it at regular prices. Oh wow! Oh wow! As opposed to like three times yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the normal price. Nice. Um, but it's so. Uh, you know, in one in any individual booth at any moment might be a little bit crowded, but if, if that booth is kind of crowded, go someplace else. Um, I tried some familiar stuff. I tried stuff I never heard of before. Uh, uh, some people were uh, serving cocktails. Uh, our friends at Green River had cocktails. Uh, it it was it's just a, a laid back, chill, great place. And it, as it happened, the uh, we. We have to stay at the Hampton Inn, one point one miles away, and good sidewalks. If we had chosen to uh, to walk, uh, sure. it, it would have been doable. Uh, parking, we made it work. I think we actually paid on Saturday to uh, to park someplace. We paid a, uh, at a school like ten bucks. Looked like their uh, PTA or something was selling tickets, so that's that's fine. So were our friends from the craft distilleries there? They have a whole craft area. Uh, so th- there was one area kind of on top of the hill where most of the big distilleries were. Uh, but then the, the craft area had its, its own area along with merchandise. And they had a stage down there where for 30 minutes, they'd have somebody playing music. And for 30 minutes, they'd have speakers uh, doing like a, a, a panel discussion. A uh, lot of wide open space in between. Um, I, I just thought it was a well-run festival. Uh, and, um, you know, there was no silliness, no rowdiness, no, no overconsumption uh, that, that, that I saw um, just a nice event. I'd like to go back. Yeah, for sure. And there's a trolley that was running uh, to each hotel and there's Uber available just that one weekend. And <laughs> sound, so that tells you what type of event it is. I'd say uh, the trolley was pretty hit and miss. It might come around every 45 yeah. minutes. So if you just missed it, you might have a wait. Yeah, we actually, we took the trolley down there and then we would actually call a cab to come pick us up uh, in, in the evening time so uh but i mean it was relatively quick we waited maybe 10 minutes tops and uh they were right there and got us and you know got us home safely so so you you probably want to line up your lodging in september or october the year before the event takes place in mid-september tickets go on sale well at least this year around may you can sign up as brian said at at, at the website and get a notification Uh, you know if you're a big bourbon fan um it's i think it's a it's a absolute bucket list yeah. thing for 175 bucks i mean it's well worth it uh just to sample a, a, a bunch of different bourbons and get an idea of what you like what you don't like and that way when you go into a liquor store or you go online to, to buy bourbon you know what you like and what you don't so i paid 175 dollars for way too many bottles of bourbon yeah. so uh, yeah i'd much rather have a, a weekend full of experience rather than uh, exactly one bottle. And some of the uh, distilleries were selling bottles. Some yep. could, some couldn't depend on what kind of license they have of mm-hmm. things. I don't, I don't really know or care about. Um, but uh, certainly you could buy some, some product right then and there. Yep. And there were some allocated bottles. Some of the big, bigger uh, distilleries had allocated bottles that they would sell and there'd be a line uh, 
an hour long, you know, waiting to get a bottle. Oh, that's so funny. We would we'd see these huge long lines, and uh, one of them was uh, uh, the uh, the Italian sounding uh, distillery in Danville. Oh, uh, Luca Mariano. Exactly. So there's a hundred people in line. It's like, what are they giving away? Well, what they were giving away was a little lanyard that would hold a little Glen Cairn cup. <laughs> and granted, it was cool. And you know, I don't know, a little, maybe a little too sweet. But uh-huh. uh, you know, if I could have just walked up and grabbed one, sure, I take one. I'm not going to wait in line for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Later, we saw another long line forming, and so I walked up to the people and I said, "So, what are you lining up for? Free T-shirt." Oh, then free T-shirt! I, I'm not spending an hour in line after paying $175. Granted, that's for three days uh, to line up for a free. Yeah, I don't need any more T-shirts. Uh, the great thing about it was getting all those people in lines for the freebies meant shorter lines. There you go. Exactly. More for it. you. It's funny you said that. <laughs> One of the greatest marketing things I saw was at the Bourbon Fest was New Riff. They had a New Riff fan, like literally a fan, and that's what the the fan said: New Riff fan. Uh, funny. <laughs> so I thought that's I, pretty uh, cool. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I stood in line for a Maker's Mark bow tie at one point, which is so hideously ugly that once I tried to put it on, I had to take it off immediately because it's like I cannot wear this to this event. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I still have it somewhere. It will never be yeah. worn. But uh, God bless you, Maker's Mark. I love you. So speaking of makers, that Friday of the Bourbon Fest, Makers release or Maker's Mark Cellar Age, which is a new expression for them, twelve year old bourbon. Um, so I, a friend of mine asked me if I was going to go, I said, no, unless, you know, they have some at like six 30 in the morning, I'd be willing to drive over there. He texted me at like five o'clock in the morning and said they sold out in the evening time. Like they started camping out like eight o'clock the night before huh. for these bottles, wow. Wow. which I'm not that big of an enthusiast of any bourbon to, to do that. There's yeah. so much good product out there. I, I, you know, God bless people who, who, who really pursue that kind of thing. It's, I, no, I, I mean, last time I camped out was Monsters of Rock, brother. I'm not, I'm not camping out for anybody else. Okay, exactly. All right. Well, we've got a couple of bourbons in front of us. You mentioned uh, finished uh, bourbons and whiskeys. I did. Uh, you've, yeah. You brought one RD one. Now, what 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 kind of finish is this? A Brazilian Ambarana Wood Barrel. If you say so. Yes. So I'm not familiar with that at all. Uh, now, one thing I am familiar with is. RD1 actually offered us a barrel of this last year. And um, obviously I said no. And I'm kicking myself uh, once I taste it, you know, for saying no, because it's just a fantastic bourbon, in my opinion. You guys have completely different palates than me. So I'm sure you guys are going to hate it. I hope <laughs> not, but we'll see. Um, well, it has a unique nose. It, Let me it say does. That. Are, are we trying that one first? Let's try that one okay. first. I should have looked at the proofs to see which way we're going. Look at it. It's one ten. Uh, I super caramelly nose to me, which is pretty classic. It's not caramel on the tongue. I can see why you like this so much. This is right down your alley. I don't dislike it, but I get spice and pepper. Yep. From right the on, beginning to the end. Right on the, yep. Um, there's a certain earthiness to it. Yeah. 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 This is not your classic caramel vanilla taste. The, right. there, there's that caramel on the nose, but uh, that that finishing wood has done. That's interesting. If you want something different. Yeah. Get this. Do you have this at the store? 
We don't. Uh, actually, this was bought at a liquor store in Bardstown, uh, Evergreen Liquors, uh, which is right downtown. They just opened recently, and they actually did a barrel pick of this. So this is a barrel pick? Correct. Yep. Okay, so you're not going to find another one of these anywhere? Nope, not like this. So did you buy this at Evergreen at the Bourbon Festival? I did, yes. They were they were tasting it, uh, and I tried it, and I told the guy, like, I'm kicking myself for not buying this barrel. <laughs> well, you didn't know. I, I, I didn't know, yeah. Um, and you know, it, it is green. So most people would assume it is a rye. Uh, it's actually just a bourbon finish. Uh, but it kind of tastes like a rye to me. It's a high rye at least. Isn't yeah. It? I, I, I would assume so. I'm not sure what the mash bill is, but it tastes like one at least. It yeah. does. Um, well, this, this might make a really interesting Manhattan, wouldn't it, Chuck? I uh, yeah, I, I would. I would try a making a glass, pouring a glass of it first before I'd commit to sure. saying a whole barrel of it. But yeah, I, I would try that. Um, you know, to me, it's like the third cousin, uh, twice removed of of a, of a scotch. Uh, that okay, there, there, there's that kind of a hint of a peat, yeah, uh, flavor. I'm assuming it comes from from the wood. Uh, it is. It's a very distinctive bourbon. I like it a lot better than scotch. Uh, amen. Sorry, Scotch lovers. That's more for the rest of you. Well, very cool. I'm going to take a little swig of water and get ready for something I've been looking forward to since we last sat down with Karen with a C when we were at Green River. She brought this uh, funky-looking, bland-labeled, obviously just for Green River's purpose, Single but barrel, not this, not, not this one. This is, the but product. the one, the one that we tried when we were at Green River, maybe the best bourbon barrel pick I've ever had in my life. And uh, so when when you said you were going to have one, it's like, well, I got to get a couple of bottles of that. I haven't tried it yet. So so what should I expect? What what were you looking for? Were you just tasting bottles and you like this one? Yes. Yeah, so. Uh... It was it was a hard one, like I said, to choose. Uh, it came down to basically us talking through each barrel because they were they were also excellent. Um, this it's going to surprise you because it's 119 proof. It does not taste nowhere near 119 proof. Um, so I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, and it's it's very complex. Uh, of course, it's a single barrel, and it, I think it tastes much older than it is. I think it's a five five year old single barrel. Uh, but taste, in my opinion, like an eight year. Okay. So I may be nose blind from the last one. I don't get a lot on the nose. No, I don't either. I get, um, almost, I, I like the nose just fine. It's, it smells sweet. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> you did a good job. Um, that's yeah. delicious. Holy cow, yeah, is, is that ever smooth? smooth very smooth. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, it literally tastes like an 80 proof bourbon that's very complex. It does not taste anywhere near 119. Yeah. So see if I can much. hold this up. So you can see it's nice and dark. Wow, that it's, is kind of a revelation. It's complex, but it is smooth. They're doing some interesting things over in Owensboro. Uh, the more I drink Green River, the more I like it. 
this this explains something to me uh, because at the Bourbon Festival, I stopped by the Green River booth a couple of times. Uh-huh. One time to talk with our friend, uh, and I went back. I think on Sunday. And I thought, you know, I'd miss that uh, single barrel tasting that you had at your store. Uh, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll I'll try it up here. So I walked up to a young man. I didn't know him. He didn't know me at, at the booth. And I said, uh, can I have a sample of uh, the Green River single barrel? And he said, uh, I'm, I'm not allowed to pour that. He said, I, I want to keep my job. <laughs> so he was obviously protecting something. Right. Um, and I can see why they wouldn't want to just pour this out by the by the gallons but that how many is, barrels did they say 100 200 i can't 100 remember. barrels total this year was released this year they're going to up that next year i, I don't want to give a number just because I, I can't remember but they're going to increase it quite a bit next year so hopefully there there'll be more barrels hitting the market but yeah just 100 stores got got barrels this year that's it that is an exceptional verb and what's exciting about this is this barrel pick that we did was probably the fastest selling barrel pick we've ever done. Um, and part of it is the price point, you know, for $65 for a great single barrel. I mean, that's, that's yeah. hard to come by nowadays. Right. A lot of them are hundred bucks. It t- tends to be, you know, the, the market now and uh, with the inflation and everything and not, not everybody's willing to pay that amount. This is a shut up and take my money bourbon. Exactly. Right yep. Yeah. It's amazing. Wow. I did not, I expected it to be good. I did not expect it to be this, uh, dare I say, sophisticated for. I would call that as one of my top 10, top 20 bourbons of all time. That is amazing. Mm. Boy, Green River has come so far and they just keep hitting it out of the park. They have. We got to quit talking them up. They don't give us any money. I know. And all we're going to do is make it so popular we can't find it. Uh, Exactly. Become allocated. Heaven forbid. But yeah, if you find a single barrel Green River out there, it's a must buy in my opinion. I, I think you guys would agree. Yep. For the price point, you're not going to find uh, very many single barrels are that good for that price. There was some left at your store when I was there three days ago, and uh, I just been at the Bourbon Festival and I had bought a fair amount of product and was not really in a terribly acquisitive mood. I think I bought some cocktail whiskey that day. Uh, I, I'm glad we're recording this because I want to get <laughs> up to your store immediately after this. You better go right day. away, brother. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it one, one per customer? Yes. Yep. What if I say I have a split personality? You can bring your wife up there. I could. Oh. But hey, so I'm not going to tell on anybody. Edit this out. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you get two, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I brought one. I bought one for my brother from another mother, Kevin. As you guys know, Kevin, my, my friend. Uh, we're always exchanging bourbons. He always buys me more than I buy him, which I don't know how that happens. That's a good friend. Uh, to have. It's a good friend to have. Uh, but he's going to like this one. It's going to be hard to type. Uh, it's going to be hard to top Kevin. Well, if he doesn't just do like Fred Noah says, if you don't like it, send it back to us and we'll drink it for you. There you go. Very nice. All right. Anything else about the Kentucky bourbon festival? Sounds like a great deal. Uh, you had some good experiences. You tasted some good bourbon. I like the RD1 product. I love the Green River product. Now, uh, when you have another one, you let me know. I might have to go with you on this next one. You definitely you. need to. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, please drink responsibly. <laughs>